Well, I'm Madison. And I'm Emily. And this is the Hockey Trash Cast. To kick off a overall bizarre week in Avalanche World, uh, we had a trade that you may yeah. or may not have noticed. It, it, it yeah. We, we, we traded some prospects. We, we, we traded one for one on prospects. I don't, I need to pull up who it even was. I don't remember. They haven't played for us either. Like they're yeah. playing in the Eagles. We traded JC Bodine to the Senators for Max McCormick. McCormick has actually played like six whole games in the NHL. Bodine has played none. So, like, I guess we won the trade, kind of, but... Did we really, did though? We, though? Like, why did we do this trade? I don't yeah. understand. Like, the craziest part about it was that afterward in, like, the press conference, Sackick said that he thinks that we need more scoring depth. Scoring. That that's, like, our number one issue. He said he's confident in our goaltending. And I'm like, goaltending who? Yeah, who are you confident in? Where are they? Are they playing? Because I haven't seen anyone to be confident in. Admittedly, Varley was better today than he's been recently, but I'm still not confident. No. I just, and the thing that gets me most about the concept of, like, scoring being what we need is, like, it makes me wonder if, like, Sackick is even aware of what's happening, because if... You wanted to say that our biggest issue wasn't goaltending. You don't want to put it all on the goaltenders, which I uh, there's some validity to. But, like, our defense is really struggling right now. So, like, but, I mean, then again, I guess you wouldn't want to trade for defensive prospects because, like, our defense prospects are the bomb.com. Like, we're going to have great defense. Yeah, also, we were never in that through. same article, um, it did say that he's not willing to trade our top prospects to help us now. Yeah, he so he said he's not willing to trade our future. So I mean, I guess under that scope, it makes sense. But like, I still don't see why that trade was done or necessary. No idea. So bizarre. No idea. Was that just like a friendly reminder to Ottawa that like, hey, we still have your first round pick this year? Like, I don't, I, I don't I know. know. It's so weird. That's weird. Um, other trades that have happened recently that we might care about, uh, Brian Boyle is now a Predator. Which is wrong. He doesn't yeah. look right in any uniform other than the Devil's uniform. And That's I really true. He just, like, he is a Devil. It. Like, yeah. that, that is... He his... looks... He resembles the Devil's mascot, and, like, it's great. Like, I love it. Like, I love Brian Boyle. I'm really sad that he's not on the Devils anymore. Yeah. Um, that's where he belonged. Other people the Preds ended up with, they now have former Avalanche player Cody McLeod. He was yeah. worth a 2027th round pick. Yeah. That is all the Rangers got out of that. It's a buy, it's a, not a seller's market right now. It's a buyer's market, hardcore. Yeah. And that's all of the trades of players I actually know that have happened since the last one. Oh, wait, no, I guess we never talked about the... No, did we talk about the Broussard and Sheehan trade? Oh, I guess we 
Did it? Yeah, I don't think we did. Uh, anyway. Brass says before, he feels like a weight yeah. has been lifted off of him. And I don't like Shan, so it's, it's personal opinion. Yeah. I think people are excited about Bugstad and McCann. I don't I know. I love them. As a Pens fan, like, they're great. They are good boys. Their trade was wild, though, because they flew and, like, they played yeah, that night. Drop. Yeah, like, they got their got on ice during the anthem. Yeah, it was wild, and the the they were like really good sports about it though. So yeah, and I think they're good. I like them. So okay, I like haven't actually followed that at all, other than like I saw the trade and I saw people losing their minds. Yeah, people that they got were like really that. upset about like Rass. I understand because I really like Derek yeah. Ricard, but um. I don't know why people like Shane so much. I don't know a thing about him. I know about him as the time he got pulled over and was given a DUI when he was like 19 and underage while wearing a Teletubby costume. Yikes. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that one is just (laughs) yikes. Yeah, and people think it's like funny and charming, and I'm like, yeah, DUIs are like not funny. No. Ever to me. No. that makes me not like the person. That's why I don't like Ryan O'Reilly. Fair. That's that's incredibly fair. Also, he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. Great hockey player. Don't like him. For real. So. Anyway, trade season is upon us. Things are happening. Nothing super big, though. I don't think the abs are going to make any, like, crazy slashy trades either. So No, because clearly Sackick has way too much confidence in Varley, he's not going to get rid of him. We're not going to get anything for either of our goalies, and that should be the... That's the only reason that we shouldn't trade them. Like, Like, I think we would have to give both Groob and Varley to someone to get above, like, a fifth-round pick. And we'd get a single. We'd get, like, one fourth-round pick for, like, 2025 for both of our goalies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just... And no one would take them anyway. Yeah. I have heard rumors that um, Bobrovsky and Panarin might be, like, part of a deal together. Like, they might both be going somewhere. I would take that trade depending on who we had to give for it. The problem is for Panarin, I think we would have to give... We'd have to give up a lot for that. Top line or, like... Our entire second line. Yeah. So that'd be kind of brutal, but... Maybe we could throw in Varley for, like, good measure, just to... Yeah, throw him, because I hate him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. A trades are... It's a little complicated side of business, and, like, as much as I want to be like, oh, we should trade this person because they suck, it's like, yeah, but... You're not going to get anything for someone that sucks. We need a goalie, but, like, what do we have that we could give up to get a good goalie without sacrificing, what like, our team? Because we already have so many injuries. I mean, it's just it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The business side of hockey is, like, not something that I'm particularly, like, no. knowledgeable on. So I'm not going to pretend to be. 
Yeah, I I don't understand it at all. I exclusively talk about trades after they happened, and then I express exactly. my feelings not, on them. Like, I never I propose my own trade rumors based on players I want, but yeah, no, I don't know anything about real trade rumors. Um, in other hockey drama news, though. The long-suffering Ducks have fired their head coach. Yeah, they did. Which, I saw something, like, they've lost their last 34 games or something. I don't think that's real, but... That cannot be true. But they've lost a lot of the last few games. I'm looking it up. They are, they are suffering, for sure. Yeah, I just remember seeing, like, a ridiculous number of games that they've okay. lost. A seven-game losing streak and a free fall into last place in the Pacific. Yeah, let's look at So their that's valid. Let, let me click on the thing. God, the NHL app is trash. I just want to throw that out there. Oh. <gasps> Five-game road trip where the Ducks have been outscored 29-7, to including 14 to nothing in the first period. That's so bad. They uh, have won two of their last 21 games. Yeah, they, it looks like they beat the Devils at Minnesota. Since winning 11 of 13 games and being second in the Pacific Division... They've gone two fifteen four. I mean, I can't laugh because that's like about where we are right now. That's that. I can see why they fired him though. That that is an unacceptable stretch. It's it was weird, like living in Southern California because there was a while there where we like actually started hearing about the ducks on the news because they were like doing well, and I knew that they'd fallen off. But I guess I just didn't realize how much of it was all at once because, I mean, also they suck. Like, the team's not good. Like, I've seen them play. They just have good goaltending. Yeah. I mean, our record recently is not a whole lot better than theirs. I've seen surprisingly few calls to fire Bednar, but I have seen them. I've seen quite a few. I've seen more to fire Sackick, which is, I don't know, I mean, I see that argument more than I see the fire Bednar argument, but I also see both, but I don't think both are the, either is the answer. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you look at it, we have the same, almost exactly the same roster that we had last year. Yeah. So, like, yeah, we, we have the same staff and basically the same roster, so it's not like our coach just, like, magically forgot how to coach. Like, Bednar has not changed. I don't... I don't... I don't know. I don't know. I also think, um... I was thinking today, and it's like, we're still in the middle of a rebuild, and, like, we can... that we can see very clearly the future of. Like, the goal this season was never to win the Stanley Cup. It was, you know, to make the playoffs, to get more playoff experience, but that wasn't, like... It wasn't expected that we would, and it wasn't expected for us to make the playoffs last season. That was a big surprise. After last season, and then the way we started this season, people expected better than this current clusterfuck. Oh, and like right now, this current clusterfuck is an absolute shit show, and that is entirely valid. 
But I think it's also worth noting that we had a worse record last season than the LA Kings, who are so fucking terrible this season. Yeah. Like, all the other teams that barely squeaked into the playoffs last season, including the Avalanche, are not doing well right now. That, yeah. So, I I don't know. It's just weird. It is weird. I expected us to be doing better than we are right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've hit a very rough patch. But but I I don't know that there's one thing we can blame. We hit a period like this. Not this bad, but we had a period like this right around this time last season. It was a little bit later, I felt like. I feel like it was twice. Things got better. So February and March. Yeah. So maybe maybe we'll pick back up. Maybe. I still have faith. I hope. This week has like been building progressively better, so like maybe we're crawling our way out of this. It's entirely possible. I don't know. I also just don't like mid season firings. It's the only reason to fire midseason to me is if you're already not going to make the playoffs and you just want to get a coach and have some time to like see yeah, how they're so they doing. So they can learn your system so they're good to go at the start of the next one. Yeah, like I don't think if the Avs fired Bednar right now that it would help the team no, at all. I don't think it would. Like it I wouldn't think help. Early enough in the season, then you can sort of shake things up and be okay but at this point there's I don't see any point to it yeah like even if Bednar was actually like entirely the problem which I don't think he is I still wouldn't encourage firing him right now so yeah I also don't count his actual first season as our coach as a real season because that was so that was just such an absurd circumstance like he's basically we have one season to judge his coaching on and it went better than expected. And it went better than expected. And then, like, yes. for the vast majority of this season, it's been going better than expected. And then, yeah. like, recently it got really bad. But, like, also so much of it is goaltending. And, like, I don't know how much Bednar can really coach goaltending. So yeah. I would maybe look more at our goaltending staff than anyone else. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think our goalie coach is good. Like, I want to say that he's kind of a big deal, but I don't actually know. And and also, I don't know enough to be able to say that that's for sure what it that, is. Yeah, I'm just like, true. I don't... I don't know. I think well, you have to give a coach, like, at least a, three years to really judge them. And we haven't even, by any measure, Bednar hasn't had three years. Yeah. And it's also worth noting all of the things we pulled out last week. We have a lot of guys who have been playing a lot worse this season, this season than they were last season. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can blame that on coaching. I mean, you uh, can. You, you can. <laughs> but, but, like, a lot of them had breakout seasons last year and then played worse this year. So yeah. I don't... I don't think a lot of people have really played that much worse this season. I just think a lot of people haven't taken any steps forward. That's true. We have a lot of that. And that, that you could put on coaching. Yeah, because... I know a lot of people argue that Kerfoot hasn't taken any steps forward, which is... I mean, at least looking at his stats, I like, guess Which is had. valid based on his stats, but he also came out of the gate significantly better than anyone was expecting. Yeah. So I don't really... So I was like... I don't know. I was surprised that people had like such high expectations for him to improve, because I 
I love Alexander Kerfoot, but, like, I just didn't expect him. Like, going into the season, like, he had such a ridiculously high shooting percentage last season that I kind of didn't see any chances of him getting, like, significantly better. Because I was like, that shooting percentage is going to come crashing right back down to earth, and, like, it's going to suck, but, like, that's going to happen. So... I mean, yeah. Tom has gotten amazing. He was going to turn into Nathan McKinnon, or he was going to yeah. risk being a normal human. Yeah, like, and so, I don't know, like, I was, I think that's kind of weird. Comfer has taken a ton of steps forward, which is great. Yeah. I think the biggest people that, like, haven't progressed that we expected to progress are Gerard <laughs> and Jost. <laughs> yeah, although I think Sam heard us saying that we've been disappointed because the last two games he has stepped it up. I do really think, I still think Gerard is good. I just, you know, he hasn't like, grown as much as I want him to. Jost, I think, is going to be really good one day, and I think hopefully yeah. his time in the AHL is going to help him out. Yeah, I think he scored at least in yesterday's game with the Eagles. He may have also scored in the game before that, which I think was on Friday. The biggest breakout of this season is Ryan Graves, the love of my life, and... Ryan Graves is a perfect human being. I wanted to say that I really like him. That's, there I, was, him. I wasn't going anywhere with that. There was no... Like, He's been doing well. I just like him. Also, I want to give a shout-out to AJ Greer, who finally today, in the chippiest game of the week decided to actually try to play hockey instead of just try to start shit with everyone he saw. You know, I was, like, physically in a room watching the game against the Bruins today, but, like, I'm not going to say that I understood any of it. I have no idea what happened. We'll get into that later. So, I just saw him try no, to play no the comment. puck <laughs> instead of try to hit a person. And I was excited Wild. because that was growth. <laughs> yes. Um, the NWHL All-Star Game happened. I didn't want any of it. It was this weekend I didn't watch. I was walking around New York City all day Saturday. And then I was so in bad. a car for like, I was either on a subway, on a train, or in the car for like eight straight hours today. So yeah. I did not see any of it. I was busy. I went to the beach yesterday. So. That's fair. I did see, though, that Kendall Coyne took a solid half second off of her NHL All-Star Game fastest skater time and won the NWHL fastest skater time. Yes. So congrats to her. That also, I think, means that she beat, like, all but Connor McDavid at the NHL game, so... I would not be surprised if uh, evil entity Gary Bettman, like, had cursed her to go slower than she could, too, so... Probably. At the NHL game. Yeah. But there were lots of great players there. I saw a lot of pictures from it. Me too. But I didn't see any of the actual game or the skills competition. I will probably pull up video if I can find it. Because I know I saw pictures from the trick shot. There was a cowboy hat in one that had the puck in it. And I'm not sure how that happened. So I need to watch and find out. God, I wish the uh, NHL All-Star skills competition was that fun. Yeah. Also, bring the NWHL All-Star Game to California because all NWHL games are really far away and I can't see any of them in person. <laughs> That's real. I need to go to a 
Buttes game because I'm only two and a half hours away from Buffalo, and frankly, I made that drive for the Avs so I could make that drive for them. Yeah. Also, they have so many good players on that team that I want to see, so. Yeah. Yeah, they do, including my love, Nicole Hensley. She is wonderful. I love her so much. <laughs> Same. Uh, we saw a post. I don't even remember who it was from or why, but it was just saying that, you know, the stadium series is coming up. It's the Penguins versus the Flyers, and that this person was going to be very disappointed if Gritty and Iceberg don't fight. And frankly, I agree, so I just wanted to echo that Gritty and Iceberg should fight. I would enjoy that fight. Like, 100% Gritty will win. And I'll be sad about it, because I love Iceberg. He is my favorite NHL mascot. Sorry, Bernie. Yeah, he is, he is pretty great. I love Iceberg. But I... Okay, he's my second favorite NHL mascot, because the best ever NHL mascot of all time, full stop, is Penguin Pete. <laughs> I don't know if anyone, everyone listening knows the story of Penguin Pete, but when the Pittsburgh Penguins first started out, Pittsburgh was not a good hockey market, and they were really struggling to get people to go to games. So they got a literal penguin, like an actual, I'm pretty sure Emperor Penguin, I'm not entirely confident, named him Pete, and he was the mascot at games, and then CCM made him custom hockey skates, and he learned how to skate. Stop. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. Penguin Pete was a ever hockey skating penguin that was at oh the Pittsburgh God. Penguins games, and no mascot will ever be that great. And I'm sure you couldn't get oh away with God. that nowadays, but, like, God, I wish you good. I love okay. it. The abs need to solve multiple problems at once by getting a puppy... But it needs to be a St. Bernard, so it can be Bernie, and then they need to teach it to skate. Yeah, that's way easier than teaching a uh, penguin how to skate. So, And also, like, you could do that and the dog would have fun, so you should do that. Yes. But yes, the Pittsburgh Penguins used to have a real-life penguin, and I will never love another mascot as much as I love Penguin Beat. That's incredible. Thank you so much for bringing that knowledge into my life. When I found out, I literally cried. It made me so happy. I love penguins. <laughs> I just saw Mary Poppins Returns, and like I left the movie, and my takeaway was that the best part was the penguins, the animated penguins that dance, because they were made like a return. So. But Gritty is a uh, primordial entity. They can definitely take down a mortal penguin, so... Oh, for real. We'll see. Maybe we'll get that fight. If not, we'll probably get a human representatives of their mascots fight between Crosby and Drew. So it's like basically the same thing. It's funny because Sidney Crosby doesn't know how to dress himself and half the appeal of penguins is that they're always in tuxedos. <laughs> But also the video of Claude Giroux, of Gritty seeing Claude Giroux on the red carpet at the All-Star game is 
the greatest video because he drops his feet, his water that he's carrying while he's pretending to be the Fiji water girl and like runs towards him and hugs him and then like pats him on the back. And like, you can just hear his little squeaker be like, squeak, squeak. Yeah, <laughs> it's so Look, Gritty's love for Claude Giroux is the purest love on this planet. It's so good. It's so good. I love it. I actually really like Claude Giroux, even though I I do too. I love Sidney Crosby. I like the Flyer, but I do really actually. Yeah, I don't like the Flyers as a team, but I like Giroux. Yes. Although I also think that Crosby and Giroux are more. It's more of a like a play. Rivalry. Yeah, I mean they, they they have to because the whole like they've battle played on teams before. Yeah, battle of that they like they've been on Team Canada together multiple times, and it yeah. hasn't caused like serious problems. Whereas, like I think if you tried to put Ovechkin and Crosby on a team together, which has happened I, once before, I think there would be legitimate problems with that. Yeah, like, I don't think that would go well. It, it, like, I think even in the context of the All-Star game, it's iffy. If you tried to put them on like a real team, I think that would go very far. Yeah, because they did go on a real team, and like, I don't, I didn't watch that year, but like, I read articles about there being tension, and like, all the articles about like, Oh, is there going to be tension with Giroux and Crosby on the same team? Or, like, like no, nah, it's fine. But, together. like, I've never read anything to the contrary of there being tension on that All-Star team. Yeah. <laughs> they, I think they hate each other. Like, for real. <laughs> Which is fair, because I, I hate Tom Wilson. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yes. I'm really looking forward to the stadium series game because I really like the Pens jerseys and also... I'm just concerned that I'm not going to be able to see the game because the Flyers jerseys are so orange (laughs) that I might just go blind looking at the game. Entirely valid concern. And um, I'm slightly afraid that there might be murder in the stands, but like, hopefully... Yeah, like, they chose their market well for that game. I think that there should be an outdoor game every year between those two teams. I mean, yes, probably. They would sell it out every year if they did. Yeah. Just to ha- pick, like, some some place, like, on the, like, almost literal halfway point between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and have the game be there. Perfect. All right. I think that's all we have in hockey news. It was a slow week. Which I guess brings us to the game recap portion of this show. So the Avs lost every game that they played this week, and there were four. We did, however, get three points. Because we went into overtime. For three of the four games that we went, that we played. Yeah. So we started Tuesday at home against Columbus. And it looked promising. It looked promising. The defense was like, oh, we've been struggling with scoring. That's cool. We got this. And... Then 
we did not got this. We went into the third tied 3-3. We were at one point even up 3-2. And then three unanswered goals happened. Rest in peace, my soul and happiness. It was terrible. It was so bad. It was not fun. Also, Pierre-Luc Dubois got like a gazillion points that game. He did. One goal. He got two goals. So I guess he only got two goals. I thought he had some assists in there too. But, um, yeah. So that was rough. That was not fun. The only good thing that came out of that, besides the defense being like, I guess we can score now, was that we weren't in Columbus, so we didn't have to listen to the cannon six times. I would have lost my mind. Also, <laughs> fun, just a little something to point out about that game. It was very chippy, and a lot of the Blue Jackets players were trying to fight Matt Calvert, and I was like, didn't he play for you guys, like, really recently? <laughs> I guess they're bitter he left? I don't know. Like, that was, I just, I was like, okay, like. I don't know. We love Matt Calvert. We love him. Um, Thursday. The Capitals. We Capitals. In D.C. In D.C. Which I hate because the Capitals have a stupid fucking police siren that they use as their goal horn. Which is, like, why? Like, why? Like, I get the whole, like, American thing, but, like, other countries have police, too. And, like, like, your thing is, like, oh, well, we're the capital of the U.S. Well, like, the police aren't controlled federally. Like, they're a local and state government entity. So, like, being the capital of the United States would not make it, make, give any sense to be like, well, we're going to use police sirens. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, use, like, an eagle call or something. Like, have them read off the Declaration of Independence. Like, police sirens are not patriotic, and they're really annoying. Yeah. If you're gonna use, like, an annoying sound, like, go for, like, an air raid siren, because at least that's, like, maybe sort of... That would be better than police sirens. Like, police sirens make no sense. I don't know. Also, one of of my friends is a Caps fan. Boo. It was terrible. She would text me every time they scored. She would text me the Caps Chan, which is C-A-P-S, Caps, Caps, Caps. But she would send that in individual texts. So I'd get a C, and then an A, and a P, and an S, and then Caps, and then Caps. And it was terrible, and I got way too many of those texts. Yeah, the worst part about that is that's a terrible chant. It's really bad. Yeah, that's not even good. No. It was not fun. Also, in that game, Tom Wilson tried to murder Ian Cole. Yeah, Ian Cole had a late hit, and Tom Wilson's response was, you know, like, even if it had been like, oh, I'm going to fight Ian Cole, I would have been like, okay. But no, he was like, I'm going to absolutely pummel Ian Cole, and now Ian Cole is out indefinitely with a undisclosed upper body injury. Concussion. And, I mean, Ian Cole was, like, bleeding from the head, and, like, Tom Wilson was still punching him, and there's just no need for that, because this isn't street fighting! Yeah. And also, the late hit didn't cause injury. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Koozie went down, and I think they took him off for concussion protocol, but, like, 
basically, I couldn't, I couldn't see a good angle of it, but Cole clipped Kuznetsov, and it looked like his shoulder may have hit Kuzi in the head. And so, like, he went down, and literally Kuzi went down, and Tom Wilson came, ripped Cole's jersey up over his head, and then just beat the shit out of him. It was gross. It was terrible. And, like, the linesmen needed to step in before they did. Like, it They're was probably too busy clear. being scared of Tom Wilson, because maybe he'll probably. murder them. It was very clear that not only was it no longer, like, a fair fight, but Wilson was out there with intent to injure. He's always out there. I fucked Tom Wilson. He yeah. has to be taken out. It was bad. Um, in the post-game interview, Zadorov was not pleased about it and basically said that they're gonna fuck up Tom Wilson next time they see him. Good. Anyone that fights Tom Wilson is a friend of mine because he needs to fucking go down. Of course, then a bunch of people pulled receipts of, I guess, the last time Wilson and Zadorov fought, and I think that was when Z's shoulder trouble started back in 2016. So... Oh, I mean, I don't want anyone to actually fight Tom Wilson because he's evil and I don't trust him. Terrible. He's a fucking bad person. I hate Tom Wilson. He's the worst. He shouldn't be allowed on the ice, period, after what he did to Zach Aston Reese, so. He shouldn't have even... And that wasn't, like, the first time that he'd done that, either. Like, he'd given other players concussions and other shitty things before Zach Aston Reese, so... But anyway, that, we tied the game up with, like, a minute eight left in the game, and then 45 seconds into, no, wait, never mind, four minutes into overtime. So we made it almost to the end of overtime before we decided to lose. Yeah, and it was also very frustrating because um, the refs actually were, like, on our side that game. Because they called back a cap school. Yeah, that was exciting. Which has, like, never happened, I don't think, ever. <laughs> I don't know. Every time a goal gets challenged, it never goes in the abs' favor. And it went in our favor, like, two times that game, and it was wild. Yeah. So that happened. Then on Friday, they played the Islanders. <laughs> Emily was they there. Saturday, yeah. They oh, I the know days of the week. That's okay. I was there. Also, shout out to our listener at Twitter follow Allie, who I met at the game, which was what? very exciting. <laughs> um, this is the first time in here I've heard about this. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, it was really exciting. I, yeah. So that was very exciting. It was also very exciting to see other Colorado fans at the game. There's this dude in a Duchesne jersey who said hi to me, and I was like, buddy, you need a different jersey. He's like, look, I know, I have a bunch of other ones, but this is the only one that fits over a hoodie, and it's cold out. <laughs> like, okay, I was fine. wondering if it was going to be the guy that I saw on Facebook that, like, apologized to this Facebook group that he was about to wear a Duchesne jersey to the game, because every time he wears, he's worn that jersey, they win, and every time he wears the other ones, they lose, and he was like, I gotta at least give it a shot. <laughs> That's fair. And I was like, that's invalid. It honestly may have been him. (laughs) But I had such hope. We were up 2-0. 
And then we somehow still managed to, like, end up behind and then go to overtime because we tied it back up at 3-3 and then play decent in overtime and still lose. We didn't have, we, we had control of the puck the first half of overtime. Like, we looked really good and then they scored. But also, like, so Varley had some good saves, but the goals that went in were, like, a perfect demonstration of why we have lost so much recently. Like, they were just sloppy. We just have this issue where, like, our defense breaks down and we're not... Our defense makes more mistakes than they should. Yeah. But then we also don't have, like, solid enough goaltending to where when our defense breaks down and makes mistakes, we can trust that a save will be made on what, like, should be an easy save. Yeah. So no. it's like it is yeah. kind of a combination of defense and goaltending, but it's also, like, if we had a better goaltender, our defense, like, we wouldn't have the other team score on every single defensive breakdown. Yeah. So it's kind of like a... It's rough. Yeah. Carl Soderberg had a great game, though. He had a goal and an assist. EJ had a goal and an assist. So again, our defense, I am telling you, Eric Johnson had a defenseman-only meeting, and it was like, look, we have to drag this team out of the slump, which means we will be scoring all of the goals and also playing defense. Eric Johnson just pulled out a picture of, like, the top line and was like, look at them. They're all depressed. (laughs) (laughs) We have to do something. (laughs) Yeah. Then we played the Bruins today. It looked so promising. Our first period was so good. And Varley actually played well. Yeah, no, I actually don't blame goaltending for this loss. Yeah, Varley played well. Like, their one goal was actually legit. Like, it was a very impressive goal. It was Uh, really chippy, though. Like, holy shit, were the Bruins out to fuck us up. Like, what? I, I have no idea what happened. That was wild. I was surprised there weren't more, like, real live fights, but maybe the boys just got that all out against the Islanders, because that also got terrifying. I think the reason there weren't more all-out fights is because they kept turning into these, like, huge scrums, and you don't want to start a real fight when there's more than one person. That's true. Yeah, they were all just, like, blobs. Yeah. Because I think the conditions were ripe for a fight. It just didn't happen. Like, it was... A lot. I was very, like, uh, afraid for our team. Yeah. Yeah. Overtime was also, like, the Avs controlled it for a solid good first half. And then we kind of broke down. We look good. And then it's like we just can't hold it together. Like, if we lose control of the puck, then OT is over for us. Yeah. Which is not acceptable. And, like, the one good thing I can say about this week, and this is really pulling for something good to say, is that we did get better at OT progressively, but we never once won OT. We've won one OT all 
season, and it's embarrassing. Someone posted that we are the first team to lose 10 games in overtime this season. So, uh, congrats to us for that. Go, Avs, go. Yeah. So, we are still, as it exists, comfortably chilling two spots out of the wild card race. Vancouver is two points ahead of us with one game in hand. Minnesota's four ahead of us with a game in hand. And St. Louis is four ahead of us, and we've got a game over them. So. I don't think our playoff dreams are completely crushed, but I also don't think they're looking good. They sure are not. I saw a Tumblr post that said if we had won today, we would have successfully eliminated the Hawks from the playoffs. But I'm not sure if that's true, because they have the same number of points as us, but they have one more game. Yeah, that sounds fake. And so I think it's way too early for someone that close to us to be successfully locked out. Yeah. Because, like, honestly, in the entire Western Conference, there's only a 23-point spread? The Western Conference is a literal... Like, I literally saw an article yesterday that was called No One Expected the Western Conference to be a Tire Fire. (laughs) But it is. And yet, here we are. It's so bad. If, If we were playing like this against... In a conference filled with, like, competent teams... There'd be no way we'd be making the playoffs, but, like, that's no. not the world we live in. <laughs> Everyone else also sucks right well, now. If we were in the Eastern Conference, we would be chilling, like, very low. Oh, yeah. We would be at least four spots out of... Yeah. Yeah, we would be ranked just above the Florida Panthers. That's where we would be with our current points total. Yeah, it's wild. The Sabres have more points than we do. You just don't even know what to say. (laughs) I don't know. In good news, though, the Ottawa Senators only have 47 points right now, and they are way at the bottom of the Easter. So, at least Matt Duchesne is suffering. Even more than we are. Good. This coming week, we play the Leafs on Tuesday. I don't have high hopes for that. And we play the Jets on Thursday, which, um, okay. And we're playing in Winnipeg, which basically just means this is a guaranteed loss. And so, frankly, if we could just, like, skip that game. Like, just give Winnipeg two points and, like, let's move on. On uh, Saturday, we play the Blues. And then next yep. week's podcast is going to come out late, so we'll also throw in that we play the Golden Knights on Monday, the 18th. Yeah. So I took my friend to the Isles game, and she doesn't watch hockey, but she's like, look, I would wear a flurry jersey. He is the only hockey player I will ever truly follow. I was like, you know what? That's legit. 
I saw a guy in a flurry jersey yesterday, and I was like, go Knights. And he was like, yeah. And then I realized I was wearing an avalanche shirt. <laughs> and also, this went down in Southern California. So I think he was deeply confused as to what was going on. But it was pretty cool. And I think that about sums up my like <laughs> life. Um, I was getting gas driving home today, and... A dude at the gas station saw my sweatshirt and was like, oh, hey, go Avalanche. I was like, yeah, thanks. He goes, you know, I miss Patrick Waugh. I was like, I'm going to assume you mean as a goalie and same. Yeah, if you mean as a coach, then I hard disagree. (laughs) As a a goalie? Yeah. As a coach? No. Think of how we would be doing this season if we still had Waugh. I frequently, when Varley decides to go on his little goalie adventures out of the crease, yell at him, you are not Patrick Wong! That's what my dad and I do, too. My dad and I will be at a game and we'll be like, you're not Patrick Wong! Go back to your spot! Like, he's the only one I trust to leave the net like that. No one else can do that! It's illegal! Okay? Heep. Yeah. Well, things are looking bleak, fam. But we will still be here every week. We still love our boys. We still love them. We will ride ride this wave, even if it takes us down to the bottom. And damn it, we will still be podcasting into the Stanley Cup playoffs, whether or not we We make it. We will. Stay tuned for what I'm sure will be thrilling playoff commentary coming to you in May. Don't worry. We will always have opinions, no matter how old this team plays. True that.